Oh, 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 I forgot the best part of the day. <laughs> um, I had to get my keys out of the truck first. I had to unlock my, my, my truck using a pry bar. <laughs> a pry bar, a paint scraper, a screwdriver, and a paintbrush. No. Oh. And a coat hanger, but I got my I got my car door open. I got the truck door open. Jeez. Yeah, it's that whole pry the top of the door back and then jam something in there and then shove the the hanger in and I loop it around the handle and do all that stuff. Of course, I locked it in there. I locked the keys in there three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, eh, to hell with it. That's <laughs> just taking it that long to gather all those parts you needed to get into it. Is that was it a scavenger hunt or something? <laughs> I I had to plan my you know well I, I got to plan this out. I have to have an intricate plan to get in the car. Either that or I had to pay somebody to come and do it. No, no, I was just like, well, you know, I don't really need to get in there for anything. <laughs> Until you actually had to get in the truck, it's sat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll get... Well, that, then I went out there... Well, because it was really hot when I locked him in there. So I'm like, oh, I'm not coming back out here. It's too hot. Because I still had another set of keys. It's my, it's my dad's truck. So my house keys were still in my pocket, so I could get in the house. So then I went out there last night. And I tried to do it, you know, because I figured, well, it's a black truck, so it's <laughs> going to be scalding hot. Right. So I, 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 I waited until the evening, and then it started getting too dark. And I was like, ah, this is still, still too stinking hot. So I had to get up there bright and early this morning. But, of course, bright and early was not bright and early, and it was still it was starting to get hot as I was doing it. But, but I, I got it. I got it. I got the keys out. Of course, my wife's like, are you sure that's going to work? Yeah, 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 it's going to work. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Look at all these pieces. Something's bound to break that door open. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, oh, then I had her get me a small claw hammer, and, and as I was, because I was prying the door up with that, too, and then the claw hammer slipped out of my hand and bounced off the windshield, off of the side window. Ooh. I was like, ooh. Oh, oh, almost got in the easy way. <laughs> just then you turn to her and said, see, I told you it would work. <laughs> no faith in me. I told you I'd get in here. Yeah. Of, of, course my, of course, my wife, she's like, you know, I've only locked my keys in my car once. Well, of course, I have to say, I'm like, oh, I've locked my keys in cars plenty of times. I, 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 I. She's like, and why do you keep doing that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> if you knew, you'd stop. I got home and I was finishing a sandwich, and then I just got out of the car and I left the keys in the in the ignition. It was in the ignition. <laughs> She's like, "How does anybody do that?" I'm like, "I, I, I don't know." Must have been a hell of a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Made me totally forget where I was and what I was doing. So she's she's uh, well, I locked myself out of my car one time. It's like Johnny Dangerously once, <laughs> once, once. <laughs> And like, I like myself out <laughs> What was that? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. And 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 uh, she's like, well, what you should do is every time you get out, you should lock the lock the door with your key. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> well, you'll never lock your keys in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keys yeah. even work like that anymore? I don't even know. I don't know the last time I've ever done that. Well, on this particular car, it would. But yeah, you know, it's just like whatever. See, that's why with my work truck, I keep a key on my key ring, and I keep a spare key in my change pocket. Because <laughs> I've locked myself. I had my work truck. Not It was a brand new van. I hadn't changed my keys over yet and got spares made and 
damn if I didn't lock myself out of that thing. I had to pay $120 to get a locksmith to come out. Did you I, lock him in there as you went to get the keys made? Because that would be story. <laughs> No, no, no. But at least I always seem to lock my keys in the in in vehicles at my house. It's not like I do it where it's a big, big inconvenience. Yeah. And I always have a plan. I always have a backup plan. Now I have like three spare keys for my work truck. It's placed in strategic locations. <laughs> they are every five miles between me and the work office. <laughs> you know, there's like three. Well, actually, I had two spare keys, but I lost one. <laughs> So I actually, I'm only down to one spare key. Oh, I locked boy. it in a rental car. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I locked it in a yeah. I locked it in another car. I can't get it. So yeah. so yeah, it was breaking and entering, and then cutting and breaking and entering and vandalism was the was the theme for the day. See, son, this is how you can break into a car. <laughs> now I'm going to show you how to cut stuff up good with a chainsaw. Teaching the important life lessons. That's right. When the saw kicks up, keep pushing down. You don't want that thing to fly up and hit you in the head. <laughs> and always wear gloves, just like I'm not doing now. You should always wear gloves, Ben. <laughs> don't hit any nails like I just did either, because you'll up the chainsaw. So if you ever get caught cutting something up you shouldn't, you know how to break into a car and escape. That's right. <laughs> just take, take the chainsaw, bust the window, and run. <laughs> Everyone, here we are, the first official. We have an official name now. We are the Anime Freaks. I am Dr. Bill Robinson, and with me is my co-host. Well, we don't have a uh, 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 nomenclature for Eugene, other than, like, we don't have Professor Hendricks or Jimmy. Jimmy Gene Hendricks. You do realize I've been doing this since April, and that's it. (laughs) I haven't earned a title yet. Oh, that's true. That's true. And you know what? I didn't earn my doctor one. It was thrust upon me. You earned it by having a similar name. Yes, by a similar name by another man that wrote a book on sexual dysfunction. And that's how I got my name. Hooray me. (laughs) (laughs) So with me is Gene Hendricks and laughing in the background. You probably heard Matt Huntsworth. Huntsworth? Close, close enough. Oh, what did I? Closer do? than most people get. You put a, you either put a T or D in the middle of there. It's Hunsworth. No D or T. Not. Oh, I'm ketchup. sorry. God, I'm such an idiot. That's all right. I've been dealing with it for 42 years. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. People screw up Robinson, Robeson. You know. Oh, I thought yeah. your last name was Williams. Williams. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll fall for anything. <laughs> we Robinson Williams. What? Even my mother says my last name wrong. So. <laughs> but uh Matt is a special guest with us tonight. Uh we I kind of uh we we stirred a uh well what that didn't sound. <laughs> don't don't put it that way, please. <laughs> we rekindled. We rekindled a past love or a fascination or a uh a a longing to watch Star Blazers. Yes. After that listening. is a good way to say it. That is true. <laughs> After listening, I wasn't to... sure where that was going, but I'm glad, it went, I'm glad it got to where it did in the end. There, much to the chagrin of his wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're glad that Matt was one of the people that we were able to uh, uh, bring our love of Star Blazers to and rekindle it in him. And he was kind enough to join us tonight. So, well, we're going to cover two 
two more episodes. We're going to do episode five and six, uh, which is the floating continent, or excuse me, Jupiter's floating continent, not to be uh, confused with any floating continents on any other planets in the solar yeah. system. And uh, we're also going to be doing episode six, Paladin. So uh, anybody got any... Oh, wait, let me back up a second. Matt? Yes. Would you like to take the floor? <laughs> Love how I do this to you, don't you? <laughs> yeah, this is the second time you've done this to me in my life. <laughs> um, well, you know, you know, it's too bad that something didn't happen at that Aaron Gray panel, but you know, <laughs> that, that private show we had. Yeah. Would you like to tell everyone where they can find you on News As? Sure. Well, that's actually, it's as easy as that these days. It's just newsas.com. That's what now hosts all of our shows. We do, I guess we got about 10 right now. Our biggest one, if you've heard of any of them, is probably Star Wars in character. That's where four of us that grew up Star Wars, or, sorry, I just completely ripped off Scott Rifen's podcast title there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> or no, was it his? No, I'm sorry. Well, no, no, it's Scott my... Gardner's new. Yes, yeah, Scott Gardner. Okay, Scott, well, there you go. I'm, I'm cross-promoting and I didn't even know it. But uh, four of us that grew up with Star Wars, we pick a unusual, it used to be characters, or now it's characters or a place or a ship that has a, at least a discussable backstory, and we talk about it for an hour or so. We have a few other ones based on that same premise for Indiana Jones, for the Muppets as well, and a couple movie review, pop culture type podcasts. We've been doing it for, I guess we've been doing this for five or six years, just a little short, a few years short, actually, of Two True Freaks. And bottom line is, it's a bunch of guys all having fun and recording our conversations that we find at least entertaining and sharing it with whoever wants to listen to it, much like what I found when I discovered two true freaks in you guys. So I was happy to have met you guys and start doing these cross shows. So like I said, newsaz.com is where all that stuff is and any other information that I forgot to mention in that quick plug. <laughs> well, are you guys going to be um, going out the, the next celebration in Anaheim? Most of us are. Three of the four of us are, yes. Okay. Are you guys going to be on a panel? Yes, we submitted our sequel to our last panel, which was the Obscure Character Face-Off, where we did an audience participation breakdown of, of uh, char obscure characters facing off uh, two at a time to find out which one the audience thought was the best of the obscure characters. Maybe not the most obscure character, but the best of the obscure characters. We're going to pick eight new ones and do it all again because it was a blast to do and most of the work well on the audience, which was great for me. <laughs> And you guys are going to have the Chris Cam again? Uh, probably not. It oh. didn't end up working, so it's just a, another cost and another. It was easy here because I live 15 minutes from the convention center. It was easy for Celebration 6. I could just tote the gear along, and if we didn't need it, we threw it in the car. We felt it was pretty safe. This, we're going to have to tote everything we need across the entire country, so the oh, less yeah. the better. So we're not, we know it didn't work last time, so we're not even going to bother trying it again. Just yeah. let's save the room for something else. Plus, it was probably pretty easy to have a place to stay, you know. <laughs> it was for me, yep. Yeah, it was for... <laughs> yeah. So, um, trying to think. Um, I don't think there's really been any new Starblazer news. <laughs> 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 that I've seen. No, me neither. Yeah, well, nothing. While I was doing my my bit of research, yeah, nothing. In fact, the newest thing is still the movie, which is, what is that, five or six years old now? Uh, four, uh, years. four years. Four yeah. years, okay. So, yeah. yeah. That was the only thing that popped up. Well, Gene and I, I don't. Did we talk about this on the last episode? I don't think we did because I, I remember going through the quick edit of that. That we had saw, or of course, what I saw was probably 
a year or two old that uh, that Star Blazer ship that they were selling. Oh, oh yeah, the model. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but it was like a couple hundred dollars, but it was pretty freaking. It was pretty decked out. It was more of a sleeker design of the Argo than it is right now. Now, was that, I don't remember from the video, but was that from the movie, or was that from, like, 20, 2199 or what? I think it was a 2199 design. Okay. And and it was uh, it was a very in- intricate model with lights and uh, music, sound effects, uh, small pieces of the model that you could break off, and it had a stand where you could set it up at different angles, like you could... You could set it up at like a forty-five degree angle, tilted on either side, and I, I think you could go a full ninety, couldn't you? Yes, you could tilt it all the way over. Yeah, and 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 it had uh, like the bottom would open up, and there was a hangar bay in there uh, with the with the smaller ships with the uh, oh yeah, that's just blanking black tigers. Thank you, and the Cosmo tigers. Yeah, uh, that was the one Cosmo tiger. <laughs> it had the front lit up for the. Wave motion gun. It had the shot cannon sound effects. The bridge lights would light. The engines would light up. It was, but it was. I think it was a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, it was. It was expensive. Too expensive for anyone in my position, like with a six-year-old, to get. Mm. Oh yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, play. Oh, splash. Look, both those in the bathtub. Splash, splash. <laughs> no. <sighs> Just like when I remember when I was uh, a youngster playing with my X-wing. Mm-hmm. I, I would. Uh, my grandmother had a, like a lot of sand in the front yard, and I would uh, bury it in the sand and take it out and bury it in the sand. And, and then I'd take it in and crash it into the water planet called the utility sink. <laughs> get, all the, get all the sand out, and then one day uh, the little sound effect button didn't work anymore. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> oh, well. What we do when we're kids. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I think that's uh, – I don't know of any other – anime news consists we're going to be kind of be an anime podcast but i think we're going to get a c- couple of different topics under our belt before we really go full bore into yeah i think we're just going to concentrate on star blazers at least until we're done with series one yeah and i think maybe after that maybe we could tackle the first robotech series oh that would be really good yeah you you ever seen that matt i i don't I've think seen so because some of said, that oh okay yeah I, I forgot about that one i am not not a whole lot of it. Oh, I I've seen all those. I have them on DVD, and I've um, read the books too. I think my wife actually is the one who showed me those. Now that I think about it. In fact, I'm sure it is. Yeah, that's who showed it to me. We just never. I've never gotten through an entire run of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's a pretty cool cool different. Uh, you know, it's a, it's it was originally three different series that they edited together to. Um, to make the U.S. version, uh, those those were three separate a- animes over in Japan, um, and then they just you know wrote 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 the connecting threads to them. Yeah, and... they basically made it a generational thing mm-hmm. because when the yeah. first series ended, then the second one it was oh well this is the daughter of this character and this character. Right, you had Dana Sterling who was the uh, daughter of Max Sterling and the females and Trotty. I can't remember mm-hmm. her name. She was shrunk down to Micronian size. Right. And then uh, and the last one was supposedly the returning, uh, was Rick Hunter's, uh, Admiral Rick Hunter's fleet returning to the Earth. Mm-hmm. And then um, they disappear. 
which that was a, a whole offshoot series called Robotech the Sentinels, which I read those book and there was a an attempt to create an anime out of that, but I don't really th- I think they did a movie, but I don't think they did a full blown series. So it's I, I I read all those books when I was in the Navy. That was all twenty well, okay, more than twenty years ago. It's quite a while ago. <laughs> but uh, we're getting a little off topic tonight. Tonight's <laughs> topic is Star Blazers. But hey, we always get off topic. That's uh, that's that's the name of the game on Two True Freaks. And, yeah, uh, basically. I, I guess on any, any show we do. <laughs> <laughs> Tangents are our business. <laughs> and business is good. <laughs> so I guess uh, we will take a quick promo timeout, and we will be right back. Together from the disparate reaches of geekdom, here in this restaurant booth, are the most powerful forces of geek ever assembled. Ryan, the toy geek. Scott, the award-winning radio host. Jeff, Scott's minion. And Ron, just Ron, dedicated to truth, justice, and geek for all mankind, it's Dinner for Geeks. Dinner for Geeks proudly crusades at twotruefreaks.com. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which, at this very moment, still prevails and could, at any time, lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi, folks. Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters, or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. And we're back. That was so quick. It's like it didn't even happen. <laughs> so I, I guess I'll uh, I'll jump into the first episode tonight. Okay. Which is, um, you know, I guess maybe at some point we're going to have to really give some credits or, uh, you know what, if they want to read the credits, they can go on the Hulu. And, um, oh, wait, this just in. My wife has delivered curly fries with cheese on them. <laughs> ah, delicious. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> the, the chicken is coming later. This will clog my arteries arteries nicely. Uh, so but, if Bill is quiet, you know what's going on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, the Star Force 
Uh, um, gorgeous and delicious. Well, speaking of methane. Uh. <laughs> uh oh, I think that was a floating continent. Hold on, I'll right back. <laughs> Look, I created a floating continent all on my own. <laughs> well, no, it's no, oh, it's become Atlantis. Oh, ah. <laughs> uh. Star Blazers Season 1, Episode 5, Jupiter's Floating Continent. On its way through the solar system, the Star Force falls victim to Jupiter's gravity as the Argo is pulled down towards the planet. The Star Force manages to land the ship on a floating continent hidden in the thick methane sea of the gas giant. After repairing its energy storage unit, the Star Force crew gets the Argo flying again. Meanwhile, a Gamelon base on the floating continent attempts to attack the battleship. The missiles miss the Argo, but serve to alert the Star Force to the base's presence. No shit. <laughs> Avatar orders the Star Force to fire the ship's wave motion gun at the Gamelon base. However, the weapon is so powerful that it wipes out the entire floating continent. <clears throat> Gamelon's commander on Pluto, Colonel Gantz, reports on this unexpected development to, Colonel, to General Crypt, only to be rebuffed by Crypt, who does not believe that Earth possesses the technology to build such a weapon by the old super weapon gimmick. All right. Well, that was the uh, that was the generic Wikipedia thing. Now, I, I didn't do a full-blown, uh, like I did last time, synopsis of it, but I do have, have a lot of notes that I would just, just want to touch on. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a doozy, isn't it? Okay. Yes, it is. First off... <laughs> well, I just got to love, like... Do all the Gamelons, or at least the guys on Pluto, live in the little mushroom houses from Mario World or something? Because, you know... Well, they're, they're secretly Smurfs. Ah, that's... Well, <laughs> some of them are blue. Some of them are yes. blue. They're pink, they're purple. It's like they can't make up what what color they want to be. But, like, the big whodunit is, hmm, who could helping... They can't possibly have this technology of their own. Who could be helping the Star Force? Who? Hmm. Well, I guess they'll, they'll figure that out later down the road. And, uh... So I guess we open up and um, Venture Gump is drunk driving <laughs> the Argo because that thing is just all over the place. It's it's shimmying, it's going side to side, and and the first thing they say is, "Well, engine problems." Didn't they just fix this thing on Mars? Well, that that was the the hull. That wasn't the engine. You don't think somebody would have noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Orion was a little, a little oh, drunk. At I the was time. hitting the sauce again. Oh. <laughs> the wave motion martini. Oh. Yeah. And darn that damn Jupiter. <laughs> down, down, down to the great gas giant of fire. <laughs> burn, burn, burn. The Argo is going to get high. Why are they getting so close to it in the first place? That's, I mean, did they. Think, okay, yeah, because. Now, in the animation, you see what could be maybe a planet way off in the distance. <laughs> I mean, did you guys notice that? There's like yeah. this line of dots, like it, it could have been Saturn and a couple moons. And it's it gets, it's like it's being pulled to those. I'm like, how far? It, yeah, it's a big planet, but you, what? You're saying nobody's ever been able to fly by Jupiter, ever? <laughs> and what is, I'm starting to realize now, not taking into account the next episode, and actually the mm -hmm. previous episode, Right. I, I didn't even think of this till now, but what are the chances of the planets being aligned? Yeah, they're they're hitting every right, single right planet in a straight line. Right, yeah, yeah. This at this moment, everything is in a line that happens to be in the path to 
Iskandar. At, right. What are the odds? Well, that's like in, in every sci-fi and space thing. I'm sure there's some scientific explanation. Why does everybody meet on the same exact plane? Yeah. <laughs> the ships always meet face-to-face. You never meet like a little bit higher, a little bit lower off of each other. Or on a different you know, angle. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's al- they're always facing exactly on the same angle. It's not like one's off a 30-degree angle to the other one. Yeah, be, because believe me, when the Earth gets taken out by a comet or an asteroid, it's going to be a one that comes in at a 45-degree angle because we're all looking out 90 degrees. <laughs> oh, nothing here. We're good. Oh, crap. Didn't see that one coming up from underneath us. So uh, so they're getting sucked down into the gas giant, and um, they spot a large mass as they're being pulled down down through the gas. Oh, don't. We can't. We don't know. We don't know if we can survive that atmosphere. You're in a spaceship. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe the pressure of the atmosphere. Maybe I, I could see that, but but still, I know that's a nitpick. But but they can't see in the atmosphere, so they use the infrared video, mm, okay. which can't see in the atmosphere. Which can't see in the atmosphere. <laughs> but wait, and that's where I said earlier before we we're talking. That's when they want to use the shot cannons. Well, let's use the shot cannons to clear out the gas. Well, what? <laughs> Did you just say this is methane? Hello, gas. And, uh, oh, and this was actually in my notes. Oh, a floating continent. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> See, my note says, where's the rainbow bridge? Yeah, that's, it looks, it, it, Asgard. Asgard yeah. is on Jupiter. Yeah, they, they, they copied Jack Kirby. <laughs> Heimdall was asleep at the wheel. He didn't see him coming at all. So, all right, and this gets even better. And, and God, I really hate to tear apart something I love. Oh, these two episodes deserve tearing apart. (laughs) (laughs) So they want Captain Avatar says, Venture, (laughs) make sure so we can land on the continent. Okay, he's saying this while they're flying towards it, and they're already underneath it. (laughs) Make sure you land so we can... (laughs) Wait a minute, well, Captain, what was that? You took too long to speak, and now we're underneath it. <laughs> Does he tell him to hurry up or something? Hurry he up. seems to do that yeah. with every every line in these two episodes. Hurry up. Yeah, hurry we, up. we know. We know. We have a year. We know. You don't need to say hurry up. You're wasting time saying that after every sentence, buddy. You sound like the narrator, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to drink more prune juice. <laughs> hurry. So they're flying under it, and somehow, poof, they land back on top of it, and they crash... And they skid through the jungle? The, the, the jungle <laughs> right. of methane burning plants, yes. And I guess maybe because you see them come in a little bit with the nose is kind of up, so I guess hopefully they don't crush the auxiliary bridge underneath <laughs> the Argo <laughs> as it slides through. So uh, back at Mushroom City, Gantz... <laughs> yeah. uh, watches and and he commands the Gamelon missile base on the continent to attack. So those guys his name Gantz? Yeah. Oh. Was, yeah, Gantz like a... Gantz is the guy on Pluto. The bald okay. guy on Pluto. The yeah. bald guy. Oh, well, bald his name starts with G. I'm starting to get a Gargamel feel over the mushroom <laughs> town. Exactly. Except Gantz looks like he eats a little better than Gargamel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's about where it ends. Well, actually Gantz's helper looks like he eats rather well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they tell them to attack. Meanwhile, IQ nine has gone out into the methane, the methane CO two subtropical jungle. I'm sorry. Don't plants need oxygen or give off? I mean, wh- uh, huh? What? <laughs> what? I mean, well, I mean, oh, 
I mean, well, okay. Plants do use take in CO2 and give off oxygen. So maybe they're giving off oxygen, but maybe instead of oxygen, they fart and give off methane. I don't know. I, I'm just scratching my head with this whole thing. And not only that, but the atmosphere looks liquid, doesn't it? Because yeah. there's yeah. little bubbles going up as IQ9, and he's out there loving it. Oh, <laughs> he's all underneath the ship looking around. Looks like the ship needs a paint job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, why don't you go out there and do it? <laughs> well, while you're there, take a brush, idiot. <laughs> and a clawed hammer and break in. I think Bill left his keys in there. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it, I locked my keys in the Argo. <laughs> okay, so then they realize uh, holy crap, the engine is molten slag. Yes. <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh, look at that. I mean, it literally looks like a pile of molten metal. I turn around for two seconds, and the engine melts. And what does Orion say? Ah, ah, we can fix it in no time. Yeah. With what? What do you get, a spare engine? Scotty would be standing there like, well, we're screwed. <laughs> I, can, I can fix it in two days, Captain. Uh, Orion. Well, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got Scotty and Orion, and it would be like, Instead of name that tomb, it's uh, tune. It's fix that engine. I can fix it in no time. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix it in an hour. You know. Sorry, I just I'm laughing because now I hear Kirk cutting whatever Scotty says in half, and Captain Avatar saying, "Hurry up!" No, no matter what they say, it's not good enough. Uh, <laughs> Scotty, Orion, wait. Who am I talking to? <laughs> so on the radar. Which uh, uh, they have a UFO. Oh come on! Right. <laughs> it's a UFO. It's a U. It's a not. It's a gamelon. Well, who 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 else would it be? Okay, now the dogfight was pretty intense with Wildstar and the other gamelon. The only thing though is that uh, <laughs> why is the gamelon Mister Burns from The Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Well, they, this is also one of the one of the things where they edited it for the U.S. because in the Japanese version, I'm pretty sure the uh, gamelon gets blown out of the sky. Mm. But in this one, they put the beginning of the dogfight again at the end, and while says, "Well, I guess he got away." That's what I was wondering because I hadn't really remembered or even knew about that until I heard your guys' uh, Star Wars Monthly Monday coverage. Because I think the last time I really watched this all the way through. And paid attention was as a kid. Otherwise, I just have it on mainly maybe about doing something else or not giving it a full run. And when you now with that in my mind, watching this going, oh, this looks really hacked up. Like, and I was wondering if this is one of those cases. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. made perfect sense then. And it, it, it occurs later on, too, because they use the the same footage of the Gamelon commander and that single seat fighter to say, oh, well, the entire base got evacuated. That before is, they blew up the con. Yeah, just out of nowhere, that ship going, we got off, we got away before it blew up. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Great shot, kid. It was one of the men. <laughs> blow this Gamelon base and go home. So, um, meanwhile, uh, the Gamelons have uh, fired, uh, after the dogfight, the Gamelons fire the missiles, and they're just lobbing them over there. They're going mm-hmm. at them. And I guess in the I- interim... Orion has fixed the engine somehow, miraculously, in like five minutes of uh, airtime. But I guess those weren't guided Gamelon missiles. 
because the ship just kind of scoots out of the way at the last second. Yes, and they were able to start the er engine without an energy (laughs) buildup. Exactly. As we went over last episode. And Captain Avatar's, move it! Move it, let's go! Hurry up, urgent! Need warp power in five minutes, we're all dead! Wait, that sounds like Captain Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) So they just scoot Boogie out of the way, missiles miss him, and now suddenly... All right, this is where I really start getting lost. Well, I guess I should back up a little bit. No, because this is when they take off and they've got this miraculous plan that they're going to match courses because I guess they can stay at the same level as the floating continent now. And when they come back around, then they're going to slingshot past it or I, I just, or they're going to push off of it. But then they decide, no, 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 better yet. I get a better plan. What we're going to do is we're going to fire the wave motion gun. And quick, everybody come over here so I can explain to you exactly how the wave motion gun works on this nice little schematic in the floor. <laughs> Which that, is all wavy. They need to adjust a knob. Something. Yeah, it's like, is, is there not a contrast or something on this? <laughs> I feel like I'm watching the outer limits. We control the horizontal. We control the vertical. Dr. Sane, fix this! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the problem. Dr. Yeah, Sane's at the controls. I was so... Uh, yeah, not to spoil the next coverage of the episode, but I was so disappointed not to have him in either of these episodes after yeah. learning about his spring water bottle, which, again, a fact I never knew as a child. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that either on, until Gene brought it up. That never occurred to me. Even then, when he's drinking out of the little glasses, I should have known those, those yeah, right. hockey glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I got the little water glasses. Isn't that cute? Yeah. He takes a shot of water every time. Well, I mean, maybe my head thought those are like the same little water things you get with pills at a doctor's office so he'd naturally have you oh, know right. access to those at all times there's so, no way my younger self thought of that never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she was way too stupid so they're using the whole star trek slingshot method to break away or something and then they have a nice little scene where you know oh, this is how the wave motion gun works and you know the 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 power gets right of here, comes around and turns into the whole ship into a big giant weapon and of course we lose all power when this happens wouldn't somebody have went Excuse me. If we lose all power, won't we fall into the planet? We better just fly away to hell with this base. And Let what happens live. after they shoot it? They fall and, towards the planet. Exactly, because then they come around, line it up, beep, 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 and we get the, oh, no, not phallic at all symbolic firing of the wave motion gun. No. No, not at all. Not at all. Piston into the chamber, big white explosion of energy out the other end of the ship. Nope. No symbolism there. And uh, basically, they wipe out the entire continent. And suddenly, Captain Avatar becomes Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, that was Orion, sorry. (laughs) With great power comes great responsibility. It's a good thing we tested this here, not when we really needed it. You know, we might really fuck something up. (laughs) Hurry up. Hurry up. (laughs) I'm not going to drink more prune juice. I did have a question about the firing of that gun. How on earth can you make an accurate shot? Because there's like a ridiculous amount of latency between the time you pull the trigger and something actually happens. Yeah. Click. <laughs> it's like, wait for it. You have to leave your shot by five minutes. Yeah. It's like playing Space Invaders. You have to shoot where your target's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Except this time it was l- luckily it was a giant continent and it wasn't yeah. going anywhere. Right. And they snuck up on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna sh- we're gonna come back around the backside. They'll never see us. And luckily, the uh, well, I I guess you know I took it that those guys didn't. They they started to get away before the continent broke up. But I took it as those guys didn't make it. No, because they they were they sent a signal. We uh, Colonel Gantz, we all got away. But yeah, but then they're going. 
hello, answer me, answer me, and it's all static and everything, and then they're all freaked out by how powerful the gun is, and and then there was only, what, 360... One days. Yeah, I wrote it down. Days. Yeah, but there was no hurry, Star Force hurry. I think it just blopped it up there, didn't it? So, so yeah, that was that was Jupiter's floating continent in a in a nutshell. <laughs> Another far out, spacey, trippy guy. I hope they get out of the solar system soon. <laughs> <laughs> Once it gets out of the solar system, it starts to get a a bit less goofy. I think. Yeah, that's the way I I remember it too. But yeah, because right now it's just goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shall we uh, move on to episode six? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Unless anybody else has anything else to say about that one. No, no. That's <laughs> no. The, actually, the only note I had here randomly is like one scene where Mark Venger is talking to Captain Captain Avatar. He sounded like Paul Spatero to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the only other note I skipped over. <laughs> hey, Captain. Me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Now, now I'm gonna be picturing the next back to the bins. It's it's gonna be Venture and Wildstar doing it. Hey, at least I get to be Wildstar. I can be moody. <laughs> yeah, you you get to be the inconsiderate prick. I'm happy, I'm sad. I'm happy, I'm sad. Screw Captain Avatar. Hey, my brother. Hey, uh, yeah. Let's blow something up. We <laughs> click. I'll be back in an hour to see what happens. <laughs> click. Tell me when a gun goes off. All right. <clears throat> Season 1, Episode 6, Paladin. An engine issue resulting from the use of the wave motion gun results in partial failure of the artificial gravity board, the Argo, and tells us that sometime in the next 200 years, people in the Navy are going to forget to make sure everything is secured on board ship. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) To address the problem, Avatar orders the ship to sail for Titan, a moon of Saturn, where the mineral Titanite, needed to repair the energy transmission unit can be found. Two teams are sent out to the surfaces of Titan. One to collect environmental samples, because apparently the Star Force is now part of Starfleet, and the other to obtain the Titanite. While the Argo holds orbit over Titan, the Gamelons take the opportunity to scan the battleship and dispatch a local patrol to the surface of Titan in the hopes of capturing some of the Titanite team crew, Wildstar, Nova, and IQ-9. Wildstar and IQ-9 fend off two Gamelon tanks, Wildstar by shooting him into the robot tank, and IQ-9 by bench-pressing it, to, and take out the Gamelon patrol team sent to capture them. In the process of doing so, Wildstar discovers his brother's ship, the Paladin, as well as his sidearm. Although initially hopeful that his brother Alex may have survived the crash landing, Wildstar soon accepts that he is dead. Cue sad music. Back aboard the Argo, Avatar questions Wildstar as to the find, and then informs the younger Wildstar that his brother will live on in him. Earth has only 359 days left. And I want to point, <laughs> point out one thing, and this will, show, this will come up in a, a future episode. IQ-9, Wildstar, and Nova, at one point, are held at gunpoint... By a gamelon with no face mask. So they see what a gamelon looks like. More on that in a future episode. Okay. All right. So uh, this one was kind of an, another example, like I, I emphasized. the uh, They make a very big point of saying, well, we have two tanks here. One of them is a robot, remote-controlled tank, that has nobody in it. 
So when Wildstar, if there had been people in it, when he viciously jumps up and fires <laughs> into it. Oh, there's nobody in here. It's just a robot tank. Right, yeah. That wouldn't have been so horrifying to children. <laughs> Titanite, right? They couldn't yeah. just call it titanium. That's, that name's taken. <laughs> now, I'd look this up. Titanite's a real thing. Really? Is it? Yeah. It's a... Does here, it come from Titan? There you go. It's a... No, I don't think so. It might. It's a calcium-titanium nesosilicate mineral. Yeah. And it's used it's used for pigment dyes. So I'm thinking they actually needed it because they're going to do that paint job that IQ9 suggested <laughs> in the previous episode. <laughs> oh boy. Does it did your research show when that was discovered? Because I wonder if that was discovered after the show. Mm, no. Well, maybe the source did, but I didn't write it down. Because maybe like the guy that discovered it was uh, was a fan. Was a fan. Titanite. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> now uh obviously um when they're out there harvesting the Titanite, this is years before Minecraft. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's the, I'm like, wow. Like, would, before they even got to it, I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if there was, wait a minute, oh my God, they're all in blocks. Yeah. Well, it's just like Minecraft. <laughs> well, it's like when they're harvesting the um, the environmental samples, where all the plants are exclusively frozen in ice space, blocks. Space mushrooms, man. Yeah. I love how that, yeah, one block, hey, there just happens to be only mushrooms in this block. There happens yeah. to be only flowers in this block. There happens to be only vines in this block. That's amazing. <laughs> they didn't cut any part. It's it's a whole plant inside yeah, each block, right. and they're all exactly the same size. Yeah, 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 yeah we're, we'll rush back to see who gets it first, Sandor. And Sandor's like, yeah, man, I'm getting space mushrooms. I don't care when I get back. Well, I mean, Wildstar, Nova, and IQ-9 have one ship. Sandor has about five million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> come on, that's not fair. And and, and, to... and which is more important that you need, the Titanite or the samples? It's like, yeah. you couldn't have sent a couple more out with that. The, fully, the two fully dedicated machines that look like they're only designed to cut blocks of samples too i thought that was amazing to have on hand right right as i got the titan hey and who who knew titan was actually hoth (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's just like the earth it's just cold what yeah exactly they say actually say as environment just like earth it's just very cold okay (laughs) (sighs) well i guess they had to be able to get them out in their uh pseudo space suits with with no you know extra covering or anything yeah and obviously, IQ-9 will do anything to protect Nova. Bench pressing tanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is that? I, <laughs> I noted that, too. I will protect Nova. Yeah, I mean, he was running because clearly I would think his processor was calculating that he couldn't actually physically do anything to that tank. Then I guess the desire to do anything to protect Nova somehow reprogrammed and rewired his hydraulics and his capabilities and to give him the ability to lift the tank off the ground? Yeah, Where yeah, did he, this come he, from? He reprogrammed himself for super strength. <laughs> right. There you go, Luke. <laughs> and then threw it and crushed it. <laughs> you know, lands upside down. It's like, wow. That, oh, that was... man. <laughs> yeah, and here, here's another example of apparently how huge yet small the solar system is. Because if you remember in the uh, episode where they used the, uh, the wave motion engine, they did this big jump between the moon and Mars. Oh, well, that'll take weeks to get there. But a ship see- seemingly blown to bits at Pluto crash lands intact on Titan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, then. Yeah, intact. Yeah. It Plus had a couple... A few energy holes in it. Yeah, a couple bullet holes in it, but if 
way back in episode one, it it went kablooey real good. They even had the replay of that. Yeah, it, it dwindles <laughs> off into the into the distance, and it goes poof. But maybe that was just a secondary explosion, and it got away and went to warp and landed on Titan. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes as much sense as IQ nine reprogramming himself to left the tank. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and then it was nothing that Wildstar sees a gun frozen in the ice. Oh, look, it's a well, – I can't remember the name of it. Um, Astro Automatic. Yeah, and oh, look, an Astro Automatic model such and such. You're, let me just <laughs> – he smashes it out of the ice. Yeah. Even before this, and now you mentioned that, the guy crawls out of the tank a little mm-hmm. beat up. There's three of them. There, uh, IQ-9 should be able to – like stand between Nova and Wildstar and take a shot long enough for them to do something. Why are they listening to him? Why are the three of them listening to him say anything? When he says, you're my prisoner, I'd be like, yeah, okay, and I just would keep walking back to the ship. Yeah, really. Well, what happened to the three robot laws? Shouldn't IQ-9 be up there sacrificing yeah, himself? Right. Mm-hmm. No human will come. Well, well, hey, he's a Gamelon. He's not a human. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah, <laughs> right. Pick the tank back up and throw it on him. Exactly. Throw <laughs> <Your> a tank. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, this was not one of their better episodes yeah and oh uh, and th- this was the the t- gamelon titan patrol last time there was a uh just happened to be a gamelon base on the floating continent did glenn larson watch this before he did Battlestar galactica because <laughs> everywhere they go there's a gamelon base oh everywhere the Battlestar well, goes there's a cylon base it would kind of make sense i mean i'm going to kind of defend it here it would kind of make sense because they set up on Pluto and started chucking the um, the bombs out to the Earth. And they kind of say that basically the Gamelons had took over the solar system because they couldn't stop the bombs anymore. They couldn't stop the planet bombs from hit, hitting the Earth anymore. They didn't have the fleet. So it's, it seems like they pretty much you know, choked off all their infrastructure and set up all throughout the solar system and just bottlenecked them back on the Earth. Yeah, but so that's they- a lot of manpower for uh, one planet who cannot even launch a, a ship. You know, wouldn't wouldn't you have maybe a base on the moon? <laughs> they can't do anything about it. You know, you put a base on the moon or a base on Mars. Why have a base on every single planet? They're not going to get there anyway. Yeah, but they had to do it in steps. They had to do it yeah. in baby steps. They had to take over this. Then they pushed him back. And they, well, we might as well leave the space here. Let's just move up. Next guys, you know. They rotate guys back off of the dangerous bases to the ones back behind the lines. Yeah. Poor poor bastards on Jupiter's con they they didn't know what was gonna happen there. <laughs> this is easy duty. We're a floating continent, man. Yeah, we're really. worry about nothing. Nobody's <laughs> gonna find us. Oh crap. Star Force. <laughs> how big this planet is next to Earth. They couldn't even see us coming on Earth. They're never gonna find us in Jupiter. There's no way. And I I don't want to be the guy that has to clean up after the uh, artificial gravity came back on. Because they had <gasps> fighters floating free over there. <laughs> Oh, I, that is just all the people throwing up, too. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did forget something from the other, the last episode, and that was so, some of the actual shots of the Argo, like when it was being drawn after it fired the wave motion gun and it was being sucked back down into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And it had like its note, like three quarters of it was sticking up out of the. Um, out of the, the cloud. Uh, yeah, out of the cloud, and then it pulled itself out of the cloud. Because mm-hmm. we get another nice shot here to where. The ghostly Argo comes up over the rise above the Paladin. Mm, yes. And when, you know, and it was kind of a sad moment. And then we get the touching speech, which um, 
you know, with between Avatar and Wildstar. And I guess it's it's to be inferred here. I almost used the wrong word. I said conferred, but that was the wrong word. Inferred that, um, or maybe I'm using the wrong word now. It's what I do. That um, <laughs> referred, referred. <laughs> yeah, Xandor, Xander, you got any space reefer in there? <laughs> I got some mushrooms. I got some psilocybin. <laughs> so I got some Titan psilocybin, man. I got some mushrooms. They're trapped in this block of ice. It might take a while, but. <laughs> We'll light one up so we can melt that ice, dude. <laughs> then, it, then it comes out like the thing from the thing. <laughs> oh, crap. I can fix it. <laughs> uh, Hurry up. <laughs> but uh, we get a tear from Cat Captain Avatar now. Is that because his son died with... Now, it, was his son on the Paladin? I, they we- never... They never- tell you they just say that his son was at was lost at, during well because the he said was there any survivors and yeah. he said no and then he drops the tear he's got he's got the brow of his hat pulled down yeah. and you see his face scrunch up because he needs more prune juice <laughs> and then the tear comes down and and then you know he's you know he mans up and yeah get back to work hurry <laughs> it's urgent there's only 359 days left. Yeah, I, it's it's entirely possible that his son was on board the Paladin, which didn't have a name until this episode. It was just Missile Ship 17. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah In yeah. the first episode, it, while uh, Alex Wildstar says, this is Missile, missile Ship 17. We'll, we'll hold him off while you get away. Mm-hmm. He didn't say this is the Paladin. Ah. Hmm. So maybe, maybe they needed to cover mouth movement somewhere. That's why they, they called it the Paladin in this one. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was the Palakuki or something. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen the Japanese. <sighs> yeah, it was. It, it's this one was a little better. Not as quite as goofy as the last one. I mean, other than mm. the, the Titanite and the mushrooms <laughs> and the fifty thousand ships that that Xander had, and you know, if Titanite was so important, why was only one ship going after it? <laughs> <laughs> You would think it would be swapped. It would be one ship go out and get samples. Everybody else go get Titanite so that we won't have this problem again since it's only found on Titan and we're leaving the solar system. And how how big was that stinking... Uh, that ship they had was not that big. No. They they had that whole conveyor belt thing and IQ-9 is just <laughs> turning and stacking that stuff. Of course, that pile is not going down at all. <laughs> yeah. And it just keeps possible. turning. Every block like, is identical. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> No, they're not reusing cells. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's just it was. Uh... Yeah, speaking of the reusing cells, which is this is I would have never noticed this as a kid, and it's completely forgivable because animation has did this for decades. But mm-hmm. when Wildstar jumped for the gun and the icy stuck beneath the ice, that shot of him in the air, there's clearly a gun in his holster. Yes. Whoops. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a shot of Nova somewhere in that sequence, too, where it looked like there may have been a gun in her holster. I wasn't sure, but there clearly was one in, in Wildstar's holster. Well, we know we know she had a gun in her holster in another episode. Okay. So you know, that's that's are entirely being, possible. Are, are you being cute, Gene? Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> that was in our last episode. Yeah. Which I, is- thought, I thought Nova was the only person that carried a gun because she had to fend off all the men. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then uh, Gene pointed out, no, it's just because you notice her gun because of where the arrows point on her costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, well, I guess we're uh, 
guess we've kind of beat this one to death. I think so. <laughs> now, the our next episode, we will be covering a two-parter. The, 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 the reflex. The reflex. Yeah, the Star Force finally reaches... Uh, Reaches Pluto. So God, the name of the episode is The Reflex Gun, Gene. Yeah, I was going oh, to okay. get there. <laughs> <laughs> Reflex Gun, parts one and two, up next time. Next time on all new Anime Freaks. And all new, ooh, yeah, that does sound nice. Anime Freaks. That's we us. We had this discussion yeah. an hour ago? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we just came up with a name today. Give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we we were bouncing around. No anime or anime for old men. Oh, I got you. Okay, and, uh, and uh, Jerry Animaniacs. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it simple. Anime freaks. Yep, that'll work. So, well, well, that didn't take too long. No, no, and uh, well, we only covered two two episodes. So yeah, we, and you know, we we ripped them to shreds pretty good, I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt, I believe you have uh, something Star Blazers inspired that may be uh, coming up pretty soon correct yes i do actually uh it is our we every well every year for the for two years now we've held a art project for that we a fundraiser that we raise money for toys for tots and what it is is we send out blank chest plates of mandalorian armor like the the ones boba fett wears to artists all over just about well the world now this year and i always keep a couple sets for myself for the heck of it and i'm always on the lookout for some kind of mashup. I like doing mashups on the armor. And when you guys had done your start of your Star Blazers coverage and it got me into watching it again, I was just looking at all their uniforms going, that is simple yet iconic that I think could be applied to the armor. And I tried it out. I cut a few pieces out and I created a piece that I'm calling Star Force Wars. And it is the Derek Wildstar color scheme of his uniform on top of a Mandalorian set of armor. And that is going into our Annual auction, which will happen sometime this holiday. We don't have a date yet, but sometime probably early to mid-November. And I took that along to Conjor to make sure that Bill uh, saw that since it was <laughs> partly his inspiration or uh, his fault that the inspiration came to me. So my fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what my wife would say. Because of the theme song whistling I was doing for that entire week or month, rather. <laughs> Well, that's part of the reason we're doing this show, because uh, Bill and I were just chatting about Star Blazers one day, and the next day I'm mowing the lawn, and I got the tune running in my head. I'm like, damn it, now <laughs> I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we Only just had, get it out. had the opportunity when they were like, uh, we're going to do a, a assistant editor's month. Hmm, <laughs> this sounds like a good time to try out a new show. Scott hated it, but... Apparently, other people didn't. <laughs> I did tell this. I did tell Bill and Scott um, when I heard that I was like waiting for the other shoe to drop that whole episode. Not that I wasn't enjoying the Star Blazers coverage because I was obviously, mm-hmm. but I was still waiting. It's like they've got to do something Star Wars in the end here because they're using the title Star Wars Monthly Monday. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> we did we did the entire Marvel Comics run of Star Wars in five minutes. Thank you, Mister Scott Reifen. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was enough Star Wars content for that whole episode, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, they they just reread uh, the email. That, oh, Tim Elliott's email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they read it first 
because our show that it was on hasn't come out yet. Right. Where we read it. <laughs> well, by the cute. time you people hear this, you'll have heard that one last time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wibbly wobbly, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly, no gravity, tight nighty, <laughs> star forcey, worse. Frozen space mushrooms and all that. Shrooms, man. It's shrooms. <laughs> All right, that's a good spot to go out. Yeah, I think so. Space shrooms, man. Go out on the space shrooms. Go on space shrooms. <laughs> Xander's taking the space shrooms. Wait, Xander suddenly became, uh, what's his name from, uh, yeah, uh, not Jack Nicholson, but his younger version. Christian Slater? Thank you. Why did I know that? <laughs> I don't know, but you knew ex- exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show... Please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True Freaks. Freaks.